It was awesome. Uh, there is an event for young marriage, and so let me clarify that, because if you're like Sam, you always think you're young. Um, right, right? Young means 18 to 35. 18, I know, I was like, boo, I know, I'm so sorry, I didn't make the list. Pastor Ben did, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, but if you're wondering, you're young, you're married, and you want to connect, man, I just encourage you to be here. Sunday night right out there in the foyer uh, Cafe Astoria Pastor Ben and Amy will be there and they're going to have a great, great time so good evening, my name is Scott I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ and I'm in recovery for sex addiction I feel the master I feel the because the last couple of years, I know it got popular and I'm an old guy and I understand that I'm old. It's okay. I would put that song in my kids' wrestling highlight videos and it was awesome, right? Because you have to. It's pumping and doesn't have any cuss words in it. So I was like, all right. Or at least ones that I can hear, but I'm deaf, so who knows. Um, right? So, but here's the thing is, are you ready? Are you ready for step six? Because we just did step one, two, three, four, five. Are you ready to let go of your character defects? Are you ready to submit those to Jesus Christ? Are you ready for that? Well, tonight we're going to take a look at that. What does that mean to be ready? First thing is it means that we have to release control. Are you ready to release control? How many helicopter parents are in the room? No, that was rhetorical. <laughs> that is awesome. We got those helicopter parents. We got those parents that are checking everything and everything. Our first kid, the binky would pop out and it would hit the ground and we go and we sanitize it and we clean it three different times and then we pop the binky back in. Boaz, it was like it fell and we're just like, here you go, bud. Um, <laughs> we didn't even wipe it off. We're like, oh, it'll build up your immune system, um, right? But are, are we able to let go of that control? And I remember as a kid playing with my cars and I'd be like, oh, this is really cool. I'd be, be you know, wow, some feedback. Getting some jumps, doing different things. My, uh, my youngest, Boaz, loves to play with cars in our house. But then I remember the day I got a remote control car. I didn't have to do a thing. And I just did this. And it went everywhere. And I had total control of it. Until it got really far away from me. And you break the remote and then you're ticked and you got to go get it and all that kind of stuff. But we have, unfortunately, we have to let go of that control. Do you guys remember? I'm an old guy. So do you remember the Truman Show? They put this dude in a big old bubble type thing and they like videoed every second of his life. 
And they created in him different fears so he wouldn't explore. Different things and they would control every ounce. And he in one scene goes, I want to be like Magellan that travels and explores the earth. And they're like, they pull down a map and they go, it's already all been explored. So tough luck, buddy. And I'm just like, whoa. Unfortunately, we in our lives have tried to control other people. And we try to control through different character defects. For me, it's anger. I can control a, a, a tense situation by being, being more intense than the other person. If you're loud, oh, I can be louder. I learned that in my home. That was our, that's how we argued in our home when I was arguing with my parents. They would go higher and I would just go louder and then they would go louder and I would go louder and they would go louder and then I'd go, Phew. and then they, my mom would feel totally out of control and she'd be like, and I would be like, got her. Um, but that's how I would control situations. I would be evasive. They would ask me direct questions and I would like somehow be like the matrix. And I would miss every question that came at me. Are you still holding on tight to those character defects? You may have sobriety. You may not be drinking or drugging or looking at porn anymore, but... Here's the question. Are you still holding tight to your character defects? Are you still lying? Are you still controlling other people? Are you still being evasive? Are you still being late? Are you still being whatever it is your character defect may be? But in order for us to release control, we have to be willing to invite God into these aspects of our lives. Have you done that? Psalm 143 verse 10 says this, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Have you actually asked God to help do his will? Have you actually asked God to help you in this process of seeking out what is his will for your life? Maybe it's not God's will that you do that line of coke. Maybe it's not God's will for you to be looking at porn. Maybe it's not God's will for you to be lying. What is God's will in your life and have you asked him for guidance in that? I hope we do. I hope we do. So that he can lead us on level ground. Because far too many times we are on this emotional roller coaster and we feel crazy. Has anybody in this room probably talking to the codependent at this moment, you're just waiting for the other foot to drop? Yeah. You need to ask God to help guide you and direct you in those moments. Here's a phrase we use is let go and let God. One of my sponsees uh, a while back that I had, um, he hated that phrase. He didn't know what that phrase meant. He didn't know what it meant to let go and let God. It means trust God. Stop trying to be in control. Stop trying to do everything and let God be the one that's responsible for that. That means responsible for the other person. That means if you're a parent and you have a child that's going out and doing things that they shouldn't be doing, that you trust God in that process. And that's hard to do. If you got a husband or a wife that's out doing things that they shouldn't do, to let go of the control of it, believe it or not, finding out where his exact location is may not be the best thing for you. Being a detective may not be the best thing for you. 
to let go and trust God in the process. And I'm not saying you be ignorant in the whole thing. That's, what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But letting go of control of it and letting God be the one to reveal that. Everyone has to find and come to their own revelation in these things. The next thing is easy does it. Easy does it. Now, as a wrestling coach, I find myself saying this phrase a lot. And so I have guys that want to rush through the moves. So they're in neutral position, which is they're in stand up. They're like this. And they're ready to take a shot. And they want to already be on top of the other guy with his shoulders to the mat, pinning him like that. And a lot of times they'll get there and they'll run a different move. Sometimes, you know, I'll name a move and you guys won't even know what that means. Wrist in half, uh, cradle, chicken wing, right? So we'll go with the basic wrist in half. You got the wrist in half. And they run, they flip the guy over, but his shoulder's up off the mat a little bit. And I always tell my guys, I yell at my guys, settle down, settle, 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 settle. That means easy does it. You got to slow down the process. You can't rush him to it. Or if you rush him to it, you're going to, he'll get maybe reversed and get flipped. And so they got to settle down. They got to easy does it. And so many times in our process, we have to slow down. We have to easy does it. We have to settle. But Scott, I know I'm only 30 days clean but yet you still want to be like the guy that has 10 years clean. You can't be like that guy 10 years clean because you only got 30 days. One day at a time, one moment at a time, eventually you can be at that 10 years. By the way, one of my sponsees has 13 years today, so congratulations, Sammy. But easy does it is time and us continuing to do the right thing. Football, I remember my coach always saying, practice doesn't make perfect, perfect practice makes perfect, right? If we keep doing the bad habits over and over again, we're going to keep doing those things. We have to learn to, what to do right, how, what works for us, and to keep doing that. When we start to get rid of our looking at porn, when we start to get rid of compulsive overeating, we start to get rid of the controlling, we start to get rid of those things. That's just the symptom. What is the root issue in our life what are the root issues it's like pulling weeds I love my children <laughs> I say that it's like bless his little heart right love my kids a lot but they are not the best weed poolers in the city of Modesto or at any moment in life and they just go through and you go hey you need to pull all the weeds in this planter all of them there's like ten all of them. And they pull like four. And they're like, did I get them all? Can I go? <laughs> no. And when they pull, they just grab the tops of them. They don't even worry about the roots. They just grab the tops of them. So guess what's going to happen? It's just going to grow again. You got to get the roots. You got to get to the root of the issue. Same thing with our addiction. We got to get to the root of the issue. And that's where our character defects come in. This is a wonderful list that's out at the information booth. And it is called character or checklist of flaws and assets. Our character flaws and our character assets. This is great. Let me read a few of these to you on the 900 that are on here. Aggressive, belligerent, angry, apathetic. Does anybody apply to any of those? Yes, I do. Greedy, hateful, hypersensitive. Nobody's hypersensitive in here, and I know I just offended somebody by just saying that, so it's okay. Um, Ill-tempered, right? There's a lot of lists, a lot of stuff going on in this thing. And I remember in my recovery, I had to sit down with my sponsor at the time, and I had to go through this list. 
And he goes, hey, I want you to circle everything that relates to you. There was, le there was less uncircled than there were circled. And he goes, great, now boil it down to your top five. And I was like, what? It was brutal. It was brutal to sit there and to get all those down. But I was able to f start getting down to those issues that were starting to destroy me because that's why I was behaving the way I was. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 through 49 says this, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He's like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. We build our lives based upon our character defects and based upon the facade that we have created for other people to see. And when that facade is broken, when that thing starts to crumble and crack, when we are found out and we are exposed for who we are, we are devastated. And our house has tumbled and it has fallen. And you have, we have to dive deep into our character defects to scoop all that stuff out so we can start to build on a firm foundation of Jesus Christ. And that is the goal of this process. And we do that one day at a time, one moment at a time. The next one is accept the change. Accept the change. In the serenity prayer, it says accepting, uh, it says uh, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. And that's what this is. It is that process of accepting the fact there's going to be change in our life and it's going to be tough. That believe it or not, you may not be that life of the party anymore. You were once the life of the party and everybody loved you because you either had all the money, you had the drugs, you had everything going on. Well, now you're not that anymore. You're not the center of attention. You're not that person. Things start to change. Well, there's a difference between seeing that you need to change and actually allowing yourself to change. That difference is fear. We get scared of what would that be? Who will I become? Who will this Scott be without this facade that I have put up? I mean, will, will I still be known as a tough guy or will be I known as a sensitive crybaby? What will I be known as? And I'm get, I get scared of that. And sometimes that fear of those things will keep us stuck and keep us not doing anything. It's like trying to drive with an emergency brake on. Makes a lot of smoke and a lot of fun stuff, but probably not the best for us. Not ready to face the consequences of our actions. Sometimes we don't want to accept that change because we're not ready to face the consequences of our actions. We're not ready to deal 
with the earthly issues that happen to admit those things that are wrong. I might actually have to pay all that money back that I stole and I don't quite have the money for that or I may actually have to go do jail time for that. But yeah, I know that's part of the process down the road of making amends. I get that. But there is a transition in our life. And if you've got 30, 60, 90 days, you should be able to look back those 30, 60, 90 days or longer. And you should be able to look back and see how God has started to transform your life and see the change. Some of the transition may be reflected in these passages. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Hmm. Be self-controlled. Hope fully on the grace of Jesus Christ. That we need to actually prepare our minds, not conform to the patterns of this world, but start to prepare them for what we want them to be like what our minds should be like, and that's focusing and having our hope on Jesus Christ. James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15 says this, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desires he is dragged away and enticed. Then, after desire was conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, Gives birth to death. The devil made me do it, right? We like to blame other people. We've gone over that in here a lot. We can't say that. At the heart of my issue, doesn't matter what my parents did to me. Doesn't matter the hurt and pain that I received. Doesn't matter the abuse that I got. What matters is the fact that I have to be held responsible for the decision I made to look at pornography. My mom and dad doesn't negate what they did, but I'm still held responsible for my choices and my actions. That was out of my own desire of my own heart to go and to look at what I looked at, to do what I did. When it's full grown, it'll give forth, bring forth death. Our own evil desires Third thing is this, James 4, 7 through 10. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. This idea that sometimes we just say, if we just resist the devil as if it's all under our power, just to resist the devil. I'm stronger than the devil. I can resist him. No. I don't even know you if you know how powerful he is. But we do it by submitting to God. When we submit to God, it even lays that out how we do that. Is it lays that out by we wash our hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, grieve what we've done, change and mourning and humble ourselves. That's how we start to do those things. 
And God will help us through those moments of temptation. You know, that moment where that nauseousness starts to creep up inside of you because you're starting to feel like you're going to go relapse and the, the, the chemicals are starting to get released back into your brain, the adrenaline rush that you start to get when you're going to do that, that kind of stuff. God will help you through that. To be able to not do that, to actually pick up that thousand pound phone and call your sponsor before you use rather than after you use. That we call them and we talk to them. After we accept the change, we can, we do replace your character defects. Do replace your character defects. I heard no, 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 a lot. Grew up in a Christian environment. I went to Christian school and everything was don't do this. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Oh, and if you're thinking about doing that thing, don't do it. You know why we don't? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't do dances at Christian schools because that leads to sex. And sound it's crazy, right? It's like, you know, in scripture, you know, when Jesus spits in the ground and it rolls over and, and turns into mud, that's like plowing. And that's one step closer to breaking the Sabbath rule, right? So we can't do that, right? So it's just those types of things. It was no, 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 no. Don't do, don't do, don't do this, don't do this. Don't lick the light socket again, Scott. Those types of things, right? You hear don't, don't, don't enough. Don't drink, don't do drugs, don't do this, don't do this. We need to start hearing the words do. And I want to encourage you to start doing things now in your recovery. The do's, the going to meetings, the calling your sponsor, the meeting with your accountability partners. Do these things. Go to meetings. Do this. Do this. Do this. Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 and 40 through 45. When an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. Then it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. That is how it will be with the wicked generation. How many of us have said, this is the last time I'm using. And we get like 10 days clean. And then we're right back to the same level at which we stopped. Or worse. Maybe you have a year and you go back. It's not. That's what happens. The guy who stops going to meetings doesn't hear what happens to the guy who stops going to meetings. There's going to be a real. When we stop, it's not just, hey, I come to recovery and I'm all in. Or, hey, I just did. It's not about that. It's about working the program and continuing to keep your house clean. Continuing to do stuff so that we can... Be healthy again. It's not get this all clean and go through one step study and good night. I can have my Tuesday nights back. That's not what it's about. It's about continuing to give back. You can't keep it unless you give it away. So you keep coming. You keep sharing your experience, strength, and hope. So that the person that comes after us can hear about the experience, strength, and hope that we have. We share our testimony because... We need somebody else to have an opportunity to hear what happened to us so that they may be able to change their story because they may have an impact on somebody else's life when they get up here and share their story. 
These things are huge in our walk and in our recovery. My recovery story, I don't have time to get into it tonight. I'm sorry, I'm gonna skip that part. But I do remember the don't, 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 don't. I remember going and confessing in church. I remember going and confessing at camps about my sexual sin. And I remember, well, here's the Bible verse, go and sin no more, don't do it. Oh, you look at that. Oh, okay, I'm not talking to you again. Feeling like a pervert, feeling worthless, feeling like nothing I did was good enough. It was just don't do that anymore. Well, you think if I could just stop, I would have stopped. I couldn't. And then I walked into the rooms of recovery and I met people that said, awesome. Here's the first thing you need to do. Step out of denial. Realize you're powerless. Realize that you're not God. There's somebody out there that is God and that's Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to him. Now you need to go make an inventory list. Go do that. Instead of just letting it rent space in your head, you actually write it down on a piece of paper. That's crazy. So that's why we're here. It's replacing our character defects. My sponsor at the time gave me poker chips and on one side I wrote the character defect and on the other side I wrote the character asset. What are the positives of that? Awesome, so if I'm evasive, then how is it that I can stand still and give a solid answer? It's still hard for me to do that sometimes, especially when, yeah, when it comes to picking a restaurant to go eat at. I can't pick a restaurant. Dude, look at me, I eat anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. I'm sorry. The why in uh, ready is this, is yield to the growth. Don't listen to your old thoughts. You can't go upstairs alone anymore. You, yeah, you can't go upstairs anymore. It is dangerous up here alone. My, I will walk out into the front of the house and my wife will be like, why are you in a bad mood? Here's why, because when I got in the shower and I started showering, all of a sudden I'm ruminating to my thoughts in my head about all the meetings I have today and I'm coming up with arguments and debates and I'm like, oh, I'm amped, ah, ready to go. Are you ready? That song comes on and I'm just like pumped. All I did was go in and think. It's dangerous to go up here alone. That's why I got sponsors, accountability partners I got to meet with on a regular basis. And you start to see the growth in you. See the growth. See the growth. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed By the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We are doing Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, in this room, in your groups, in step study, every time we meet. When you meet with your sponsor, 
you're doing this. You're renewing your mind because the old way was to go use. The old way was to go control. The old way was to go rage. The old way was to go do something that wasn't this. And that is the part of processing, surrendering, and humbling ourselves before God and realizing there's things we need to let go of, our character defects, that we've listed them out, and we're able to say, let me pray and surrender this to God. The question that has been the question all night is, are you really ready for that? Let me pray. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the fact that we could uh, talk about being ready. As much as I'd love to sit up here and go, man, I'm ready all the time. I know that there's times I freak out. Those have been my lifeline so many times is falling back on those character defects. So Lord, help me to surrender my defects of character daily and to rely on the assets that you've given me. Being truthful, being honest, first and foremost. So Lord, thank you for tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, as you guys go off to group, there is a focus question, but before we get to that focus question, just a reminder, no children in group, please, even babies. Uh, if you have a young one, there, we have childcare. If you don't want to put your, your young one in childcare, you guys can more than welcome to sit out in the foyer. No pets in there either. Um, there's no animals in group. Um, they can become a distraction and things along those lines. So just a reminder as we head in uh, to the second half of our night. There is a focus question tonight, and that is this. What area of your life have you been able to turn over and surrender to Jesus Christ? What area are you still holding on to? And so those are a couple questions for you guys, but why don't you guys stand, and let's close our time with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen.